This is Zoltan. <laughs> no, this is the press conference podcast. Welcome to another week. Uh, I'm Philip, and I'm here with my co-host Dave. He's back. How you doing, man? Doing good. Um, it's good to be back. Congratulations on your solo pod. I think it sounded you know, really well, really good. Thank you, man. I think it's um it's a big it's a big deal when someone plays with themselves. So um for the first time, and uh, it was it was a pleasure. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's frowned upon, <laughs> but it depends where you are. Uh, no, it came out came out really well. Um, I think you articulated the uh, the tracks that I put in there really well. So thank you for kind of just explaining that. And uh, I think that's going to be kind of episode that we'll uh, we'll slot in every couple months or something like that. I actually need to call in sick for the pod in a few weeks, so maybe you can uh, do your own. Yeah, sounds good. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, how are you feeling? Um, I guess coming off COVID and then a trip to Queensland with the family. Yeah, um, wrecked is one way to put it. <laughs> uh, COVID took me out pretty bad, so I think I got my voice back like Friday last week, so I don't think I could have phoned it in with you on the uh on the episode but um yeah um i'm back back now just recovering just trying to get my energy levels back so the cough's gone and everything like that so that's good covid's not real isn't that right Dave? yeah it is fake <laughs> just like chiropractic <laughs> it is a ruse can i say this has come up plenty of times in the last few months i've never seen a chiropractor and I just don't, I just don't want to start because I feel like people that do that's all they do. Yeah, and I'll keep my money. Thank you. <laughs> it's the yeah, it's the biggest ruse. Like it, um, there's a book about it uh, from the IT crowd. Like it's like I've I've got friends who are like my therapists and and stuff like that, and they're they're like do these stretches and it'll fix you back, or you can pay a chiropractor hundred dollars a week to crack it. <laughs> So, <laughs> what has this podcast become? <laughs> oh, that's good. How, how, how was uh, Queensland? Was it hot? Yeah, oh, it wasn't hot. It was like mid-20s the whole time. So we had rain like the second last night for like an hour. Rough. And, uh, well, the kids are in bed. It was fine. And, you know um, what the shittest thing is about going to Queensland now? Coming home. No, Sizzlers isn't open anymore. Oh, yeah. what, what, what do you eat up there, dude? Um... The, the place we stayed had like a, a restaurant we just pretty much ate from there most of the time. Went to a pub around the corner. Not many uh, places with playgrounds, especially not at Cavill Avenue or something. Well, different kind of playgrounds, am I right? Yeah. That's, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you'd frequent the Islander or something like that. Oh, they got a big ass. Uh, you know, there was a point in time, true story, and I'll put it up on IG, not that anyone cares. Uh, what year was it? 2014 or 15? I was up in the Gold Coast um, for a few days. And <laughs> I don't know if this is a good proud story or not. I um, took out the top store on the Big Buck Hunter. <laughs> wow. And it was, there for, it was there for like eight months because I had friends go back and they took a photo. Oh, and it was really? still me at the top. Yeah. And then um, when I went back there a few years after, it was uh, I wasn't even in the top three. But still, there was a good eight months there where FIL <laughs> had had a uh, high score at the Big Buck Hunter at the time zone in Surface Paradise. So yeah. this podcast is not starting well. <laughs> Jesus. 
Um, yeah, so what have you been up to while I've been gone? I think you've been a bit busy. Been absolutely probably too busy. Um, I feel like it's just I've been out every night, whether it be watching The Ashes, which was absolutely incredible. Oh. State state of origin, like it just was being backed up every 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 day. There was a good what six days there, good for footy. The Lions got a win in there, and then last weekend just passed. I brought it up on the pod last week, but went down to Melbourne on Thursday. I saw our friends in Alira um, play at Cherry Bar, which was just incredible. Uh, supported by Loose End, and then yeah, spent a day, spent two days in Melbourne with um, Matt Farrow and, and Aram. Uh, just yeah, road trip down. Went to some record stores, had some, ate some great food, actually, the whole time. We didn't have one bad meal. Yeah, saw Alira, and then on the Friday night, went to the Vermont show, headline show, uh, supported by Colorblind, Saving Face, and Lakeview. Yeah. Uh, and we've spoken about Saving Face a few times, but it was their first show, and it was just, fuck, man, one of the best first shows I've ever seen. I'm pretty sad I missed it. Like, I, the, obviously, the, the holiday comes first, but, uh, yeah, as soon as I saw the date, and it was, like, the day before we come home, or two days, whatever. Um, yeah. I was pretty bummed that it just didn't fall on that other side of the holiday. But, yeah, um, really digging what they're, they're doing at the moment and um, really keen to see them when they do play next. I just don't think we've had a local band do a lot of hardcore in that way to that extent. Yeah. Like, I know we talked a lot about Bloom and their kind of their footprint on Australian melodic hardcore, but... I just feel like Saving Face is a bit different. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean, I feel like that's a bad example. <laughs> Not using my words well, um, yeah. So I th- like we've been talking about them like backwards and forwards, especially after the show, and they definitely lean on that screamo side of things. So it's definitely a different flavor of melodic hardcore to what Bloom are, and yeah, like we go back to. Uh, episode 10 or whichever one it was that was melodic hardcore and i think that was episode two man episode two something like that and we had it wrong like i've learned so much in that last year we have grown up we've learned a lot and just through discovering different genres and and the bridges between them really shows the like that hardcore as a genre is so broad and vast you chuck in melodic hardcore, post hardcore, all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just, it's really, really awesome because there's so much to choose from. But I think the difference between Saving Face and Bloom is like Saving Face have just got those layering guitars that kind of give it that awesome feel and the different energy and. That's a, there's nothing wrong with what Blue, Bloom are doing because they're a bit more like the fast, energetic, yeah. super like aggressive music. But yeah, it's so good to see them doing well. Yeah. So yeah, they were some big shows, and then drove back on Saturday, and then followed it up with the AMPM and went and saw Quarterform play in Sydney, their first interstate show. A little pop punk outfit from from Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And that was just really great, like really cool, um, really cool dudes, a lot of them. Um, and yeah, great set, you know, and they, they had a pretty decent crowd, obviously a lot of friends in there, but yeah, it was a pretty full room. So hopefully people listen to Quarterform and they come back soon because I don't think there's enough local pop punk bands doing, like playing a lot of shows like that. So 
yeah, pop punk is alive. And they've got a couple of songs out, out, don't they? Two or three. They've got two, um, from my understanding. They played two covers in the set. They played a, a Snow Patrol cover and a Neck Deep cover, which was really cool. Yep. Um, but they've got two songs out. They played two others on the night, I think. And the next song they said was their next single, um, fucking slapped. Yeah. So really keen for more music from them. Yeah. Their, uh, their musical abilities pretty good. So I like what they're yeah. doing as well. Now, have yeah. we spoken about End? Did we talk about End last week? I think we did. Okay. Maybe we didn't. I don't know, but I don't how think, good we end? I, I don't think I did because we put the mixtape out the, the Tuesday after. And then I was sick. Anyway. How good we end? End was so good. So, yeah, back to back. Phil saw them on the Saturday night. I saw them on the Sunday. What yep. an incredible band. Like They were incredible. Super group. Like seeing Will Putney on guitar and and uh is a build drummer he was in dillinger like he's a fucking machine i think they were actually no you know we didn't talk about it but i spoke about them last week when i was playing with yeah, myself so yeah. um no so yeah I, I i said it last week but i think they were honestly just one of the best bands i've seen this year just they, they were just so professional, yeah. you know. And Brandon, like, he fucks around, like, and he's known for that. Yeah. But he came out, and even though he fucked around a bit, when when the, when the song started playing, he was fucking there yeah. performing, at, like, you know, at an elite level that I think puts him in the the space of some of the best vocalists in the world. Yeah. Um, just incredible. And fuck, I don't know what the guy guy's name was on the bass, but like, I did. I tried to research it. I don't think he's in a lot, but he was so fucking good. Yeah. Um, just great, great show. Yeah, especially um, I was thinking on the night and I was talking to our friend uh, Chuck about it and they come out, I know they're in Japan, but they fly to Australia to play three shows at like pretty small venues for like $35 a head. Pretty, yeah. pretty crazy. Fly straight to Germany to keep going on the festival circuit. It's really cool. Really appreciate them coming yeah. out. Well, I think a lot of bands are coming through Europe, ah, through Europe, through Asia to us. Like Drug Church, they're they're playing Europe, uh, Asia beforehand, right? Yeah, Fiddlehead, Fiddlehead, uh, fucking anxious. I'm I know you won't listen, but fucking just reply to my tweets, mate. I'll come to Australia, like we, fuck it, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool to see a lot of bands going through Asia and then uh, then coming here. So hopefully more of it. I mean, I'm not a fucking promoter. I don't know how to do any of that shit, but. I'm looking at bands going to Asia and saying, hey, come here and play a few shows because people will go off. Yeah, absolutely. And if the, the stats don't say it, the stats are wrong because the scene would froth having these bands out. I just thought, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know the cost of touring and things. Obviously, it's hard. But like one step closer, same thing. They played Asia and then came here and played their shows and they weren't big rooms. They were tiny rooms. Yeah. I don't know if they fucking made money on it or not, but... Yeah, they made fans though, and that's the biggest thing when you got your first album out. You make your fans yeah. and you make your money later. Anyway, we digress. Um, there's been some big gig announcements in the last couple of weeks as well. Do you want to kick it off? Yeah, so I put, yeah, well, I fucking, I just put just stuff <laughs> that I think is coming up. Um, so this, I guess this isn't really an announcement, but. I guess two shows that are coming up really soon that I just want to talk about was just Trophy Eyes this Saturday. Yep. 
Um, that's pretty big for, for, for here in Sydney. They're playing the Metro Theatre. I'm pretty keen on. And then Alira, our friends in Alira, they're playing a show in like a month in Sydney with their new lineup. So okay. that was pretty cool. But I think big ones, like let's talk about the one that was uh, re- announced today. So today we're recording on Monday the 26th. This will come out tomorrow. Yep. And Thornhill, Thornhill just announced a headline show with supports from Holding Absence from the UK, Thousand Below from America, and then Bloom. And for our international listeners, it's going to you guys. So yeah, Bloom are going to Bloom. No excuses. Finally. That's, um, um, yeah, we that kind of popped in the group chat like straight away. I saw it was yeah. like two minutes old. I'm like, oh my God, this is huge. And like Thornhill playing the forum in Melbourne. Like, is that a forum show? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I didn't notice yeah. that. Oh, shit. Lauren's going to kick my ass. I want to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> to see Bloom play the forum, like my favorite venue in Australia, like yeah. that would be. Oh, and holding absence. You can have a sleep. Yeah, I missed them last time. So I'm really excited to see them. Me too. Um, yeah, Thornhill, they're, they're onwards and upwards, aren't they? Like, like 18 months ago, I was seeing them in Frankston at the Pier Band Room. And now they're. Booking the booking the forum. It's pretty incredible. Melbourne Melbourne Forum Theatre Friday. Sydney's a Saturday though. Fuck. That's epic. October That's epic. Sometime. October twenty. That's really cool. Oh, I didn't realise it was playing the forum. But yeah, that tour is absolutely massive. It's just big. Like it's amazing to see Thornhill do that. And even I'm in a few group chats. Um on Instagram with a few people from the States. And even they were talking about like, we're jealous of this tour. Yeah. And I never thought I'd hear many Americans say that. So <laughs> I think if people are jealous of the tours we have here, we're doing something really good. Well, I think so. they've made a really good stylistic choice to move away from just straight up metalcore and for the growth of the band. And we talk about bands like yeah. Parkway and stuff like that. And like Parkway are now arena rock, like heavy metal yeah. band basically. And Thornhill looking to do the same thing. Like, They'll um they'll change again in their next in their next album and it'll just help them grow. And well, I love their last album. I think that's no lie. I spoke about it mm-hmm. a lot last year. Yeah, and I think if they can just continue to find this good balance between the old stuff and the new stuff, like I like I feel they did that in heroin. Yeah, I, I think they're only going up from there. Yeah. But I know a lot of people didn't like it, but we talk about this all the time. The scene's fucking huge, and we live in like a corner of the internet on it, right? Yeah. In Australia. I mean, look at good things. Like, how many people go to that? Fucking thousands upon thousands, it right? So, for them. I think it's hard for us sometimes to just think about, like, see the opinions that we see and, and talk to the people we talk to. But yeah. I think they're doing great things. If they can sell these shows out, that's going to be absolutely bonkers. So, mm-hmm. I agree. It's going to be huge for them. Yeah. All right. So, next, um, Taylor Swift finally dropped Era's day. She's coming. Let's go. Tickets come out on Wednesday and I am stressed. Yeah. Every, oh, I think everyone's, I think everyone I know is going for tickets. It pisses me off that that she's only doing five shows across Australia and New Zealand. Like. Yeah. Like, fuck. Like, you're kidding me, right? You just did all these dates in America. Five shows in one city. Fucking in every city there's a fucking show. And then she's coming here and just playing Melbourne and Sydney. Like every fucking Swifty and their dog are going to be trying to get tickets from any state, from yeah. surrounding countries. And I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, it's pretty interesting because uh, Lauren, uh, my Lauren's a big fan. And um, 
she was trying to get a hold of Fox. So we were in Queensland listening to Fox in Melbourne. And, like, the whole phone system for that whole radio network went down because of all these calls because really? they were giving away tickets. Like, Triple M had no phones. Like, Nova had no phones because they're all under the same company. Like, wow. blew it all up. And, like, it's just... Like, you think... Like, the MCG twice is, like, five rod labors or, or something like that anyway. Yeah. Probably six rod labors. Well, she she played she's played Eddie Had or Marvel, um, and what's that? That's like seventy thousand cap. I'm not sure, maybe forty. So, no, nah, it's way more than that. I think. I don't know, but I think what she's trying to do is just knock out two big, or two nights, obviously, and just knock out big chunk of the fan base. But the problem yeah. is, is that. Three quarters of the rest of the nation is going to be trying to get to those five shows, so it's going to be really hard for people to get tickets. And we even saw like the tickets today um, from nine hundred dollars and up sold out too. Well, they were all the package tickets, and I honestly, deep down, was like, "Fuck, I wouldn't mind going for one of them if you could meet her." There are tickets for twelve hundred bucks that you didn't even get to 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 meet her. You get four prints and a merch pack. Man, fucking look, yeah, credit to them. If you have those prints, they will flip. You'll be able to make your money back in some. That's true, yeah. But like, fuck, 1200 bucks, and you don't even get like, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so that was absolutely massive. I'm really stressed for Wednesday, but fingers crossed. Yeah. That's massive. Um, a tour that arguably is just as big and just as exciting. <laughs> Dream on Dreamer are back after a short hiatus. Or I don't know what you want to say, I don't know, uh, but, but Loveless, <laughs> ten years old, and they're fucking back. Are they just gonna keep playing shows and just not putting music out? Because I think that's a, it's fine. Like Behind Crimson Eyes are doing it. We're gonna talk about them later. Getaway. That's different. They've been gone for a hot. They've been they've been gone for a hot minute. Getaway Plane never really quit. They just stopped releasing music. Stopped doing stuff. Yeah. Dream on Dreamer did a farewell tour. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but look, I'm fine with it. You know, I'm a massive fan. Um, Loveless is a great album. It is a great album, and yeah, I absolutely can't wait for that tour. I'll, I'll be there front and center. Maybe come out of Mushroom Time, and we'll see. <laughs> I think you didn't you do that the other week? Anyway, yeah, I did a little bit, but like, <laughs> fucking played it up, Dave. Relax, man. <laughs> so, Paramore a teasing announcement tomorrow or today. Yeah, so, when this- so the 27th, yeah, today on the pod, uh, which I'm calling good things. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't you know. saw you saw the T-shirt thing? Yeah, I saw the tweet. I saw the T-shirt. I um, yawned and got on with my life. Well, if it is good things, you're going to have to fucking put up with it. I'm, bra- I'm taking you in the pit. I'm, I'll be going home early. I'll, I'll cool down. I'll preheat the oven for some chicken nugs and... Potato gems while you trek the way back to the house. Well, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. But I tell you what, this time I'm not fucking walking back to the house with you, Dave, you donkey. Making us walk fucking after a festival and I'm going to die. Yeah, I was dying too. I'd drive home after that. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> drive home after that? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yep. Um, so Destroy All Lines uh, celebrating 20 years of booking shows and and stuff like that. So they've got a whole slew of stuff going on 
There's only one that matters. One ring to rule them all. Which is behind Crimson Eyes. Yep. <laughs> to read the notes, didn't you? <laughs> we just talked about them and you're like, uh, which one is that? Yeah. Behind Crimson Eyes, they're back. Yeah, what, a, what a year we're having with uh, bands just doing stuff, releasing old records, bloody playing old show, playing shows, Bane. I know you got a you got a soft one on for that. So. Oh, man. Did you see that footage? That's Oh, man. This makes me so sad that I, we probably won't see him and I'll probably never see him. But it's cool that we get to see Behind Crimson Eyes again. I just want them to play um, their 2005 EP, The Art of War, Cherry Blossom Epitaph, because that would be sick. Um, but I reckon we'll just get a bit of everything. I reckon we'll get a bit of everything, which I'm okay with. Um, yeah, I'm really okay with it. I, I couldn't I couldn't care less. I'd prefer the, um, the Pavor Nocturnus EP. Okay. That was, I think, my introduction, and that was probably my favorite stuff from them. Yeah. It's probably the most, like, I don't know, raw shit. I don't yeah. know. I don't care. I just want, I'm keen to see them play. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Quarter former supporting that, too. And it just happened to be the week I'm in Melbourne. It's so good when tours are announced in Melbourne when I'm there, and I don't have to fucking try and convince myself to drive down. <laughs> so That's true. Um, it's going to be a big week, because I think we've got Acacia Strain that week as well, like the Wednesday. Yeah, and I think there was a tour. Let me pull it up. I think there was a tour because I got shows every day for like the whole month or something. Yeah. Um, but I think there was a show at the start of the week that I was keen to get to. Yeah, fuck, no idea. There's a few secret headliner shows. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. But um, I must have been looking at something else. But yeah, no, that, that's really cool. Uh, it's awesome what they're doing. Yeah, and I think just also just on that, they're in, they're announcing a lot of shows at the moment. I know they they do good things, right? Uh, I believe so. Who the fuck is going to play good things? Because after this next announcement, All Time Low and Mayday Parade are coming out. I'm not going to touch on any of that cancelled bullshit, so don't even try and ask any questions, Dave. No. <laughs> but like, all of a sudden, you've just had like Holding Absence, Thornhill, like Dream on Dreamer, maybe Paramore, maybe. But all time low on Mayday, I, I, I'm struggling to think of who are going to be that like mid to big American pop punk like alternative artist that they're going to get. They may not get one. Oh, fuck, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, I'm sure they'll get someone awesome that I haven't thought of. Yeah, like maybe New Found Glory coming out and play Twenty Years of Sticks and Stones at Good Things. Wow. Oh, Dave, that is maybe your best take yet. That's all I think of. Like, they'll probably book someone like. Hot Water Music, which isn't really pop punk, but it's kind of in that realm. Imagine if they get Be Well. No, nah, they won't do that. No, Bane are back, so they won't. But Be Well are on uh, a bit of a break one for a while. Um, yeah, so I think it almost semi, if, you want, if you're looking for that big pop punk announcement, I think Paramore announcing something today and if it's not they'll good, be a headliner they're headline material if, if it's not them it's got to be Fallout Boy or they're going to go large and get like Metallica or something that'd be pretty cool I'm still yet to see them so Metallica pretty big festival band they did last time they were here I can't remember when that was 
But like I kind of kept t- fucking cancelling the dogs. Yeah. Get off the fucking sauce, mate. <laughs> or, but I don't know if you'd want to see him now. I, I saw a video on the download headliner that they played and Lars played the wrong drums in one. Oh, he didn't play oh, the I'm double kick. You know, the bit goes... So they someone filmed it and he's just going, doing his own thing. And then they released the live footage, and they've dubbed over his. Oh, drum. fuck off! It's pretty oh. insane, but yeah, he's getting a bit decrepit. Fuck. Well, to cap off the shows, slowly, slowly, instead Atlantic doing a regional tour. Slowly, slowly, best band in Australia. I've been saying it for a hot minute. I've also been saying other bands are the best band, <laughs> but slowly, probably are the best band. Um, go and check them out. That's going to be sick. They're playing the night right before my birthday, so. I'm pretty keen for that. It's going to be a fun night. Yeah. Is that the Frankston show? No, that is the Newcastle show. Oh, okay. Yep. So I think I'm going to get it like a, a cheeky house up there or something. Nice. Um, and just like, yeah, go to the gig and just have fun. I haven't been in New yet, so. Yep. Nice. It's a nice record store up there. Hit up Rattleless. Oh, yeah. They always get fucking good stuff, dude. Yeah. People going and selling collections. Like, yeah. the people up there must be sitting on an absolute fucking fortune. There. And, and not knowing it. Yeah. They take it to that record store. And Clarity. And make a killing. Clarity in Adelaide did get the same thing. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, a lot of gigs going on. I'm sure... I mean, to be honest with you, I've had to reconsider my gig list. I need to make one. I think... I think, like, I was looking at my list the other day and... Something's going to have to give. Yeah. Maybe I don't see... Um, Dance, Gavin, dance three times. Yeah, that's probably... Maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to have to miss Spanish love songs. I don't know. It's just a bit stressful, but yeah, we'll see how we do. I'm thinking the same with Fiddlehead and Drug Church. I understand. Yeah, me, not, me neither, Siri. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> that's okay. I don't think I'd be able to see Drug Church and Fiddlehead in the same... Who are you going to pick? I think you'd pick... Fiddlehead. I don't know who I think I'd pick. I think I'd pick yeah, Fiddlehead. So... The last couple of weeks has been a, a lot of new music coming out, um, especially from a lot of our liked Aussie bands as well. So, what... yeah, I thought we could talk about a few few bands, a few releases that have started to come out that we're really keen on. Yeah, uh, bands we've spoken about a few times, but I think the first one let's let's address the uh, the passive aggressive Twitter user in Australia in the room. Um, John Floriani and Trophy Eyes, Suicide and Sunshine. Fucking, that's a pretty, they made a pretty good case for album of the year. Yeah, I agree. Um, everyone's talking about it that, that I can see that we kind of had contact with. And, um, I think they will have the same consensus that it's, it's on the level of emotion of stage four at, at times. Hmm. That's a very good take. That's a very good take. I don't think this album sustains that level of emotion as much as Stage 4. No. And I also think that John Floriani's solo work, in a different way, probably maybe handles that emotion in a, in a little bit of a better way. Yeah. I think this, though, has deeper tracks. Like, Sean, I listened to it on Sunday, and it wasn't like it was the first time I listened to it. It was like maybe the 10th time I'd listened to it. Yeah. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm like tearing up because I'm like, it just, it just really struck, struck a nerve. I think that track especially, mm. 
but his vocal work on this record is enough. Like we talk about like sounds and like vocals being an instrument and things like that. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't care what he said. I'm feeling so much just listening to him sing, right? Yeah. You can feel his pain. Um, it's just incredible. It is really awesome. I can't wait to, to get the physicals and start spinning it. I've just listened to Did it. Did you pre-order any? Uh, I think we have the split coming. Can't remember. Yeah. I um, I got two of my copies today, the Blob and the Swamp Green. Oh, yes. So I'm keen to go to their signing at Resist on Wednesday night. Oh, sick. Yeah. So hopefully get some stuff signed. And yep. Yeah, I can't wait. What a band. Yeah. Great, great album. I'm glad they're, they're – I think they've kind of announced that they're not actually going to quit music. Yeah, I think it's a bit know. up in the air. We'll I think they're – like they put everything into this. Like I don't think they've left anything in the no. change room. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really cool. What's your favorite song so far? Um, it would have to be Sean. Yeah. But then I also think I really like. Um... Oh, which one? I'm just looking at the list. Sorry, I really like Sydney. Yeah, just because it has that chemical throwback from Chemical Miracle, and I think that's really good. But honestly, my inheritance at the start of the record really did it for me as well yep. as like one of the non-singles left field tracks. So, mm-hmm. but really, to be honest, I'm looking at the whole list. I think there's really good. It's it's paced really well. Yeah, epilogue and stay here. That's a great way to close the album too. But there's so many tracks I love on this. So, what about you? Yeah, I'm. I really still think. Um, Life in Slow Motion is probably one of the better songs. Oh, great, great, yeah. Great way to open the album. Yeah, but I love Stay Here and and Epilogue. So um, they could have actually not done Epilogue, I think, and just finished on that final line of Stay Here. I think that would have been just, like, just awesome. I need to revisit it. I think Trophy Eyes have always been a band that every album they've done, The Closer has been my favourite song on the album. Mm Mm-hmm. This was the first album they did where I didn't didn't draw to me as much as normal. So I need to I need to give it some more time. Yeah. Um because yeah. But their songs are massive and Sean just fucking just tears me up. Yeah. The fucking voice the, the phone call recording, like yeah. absolutely sends me. But yeah, it's great. Absolutely. So we'll see. We'll see. We should probably do a little cheeky mid year where we think we're at. Yeah. State of play. We should probably do that. I don't know. Make some Anyways, time. It's not for the actual pod. We can talk about it off of the pod. <laughs> yeah. So uh, another band, uh, Better Half, announced their EP. So I think last episode they were on, when we were talking about music, we were actually asking when Better Half were uh, going to drop it. So, um, Well, we literally spoke last uh, on the radio hour last week. I was They hadn't announced this yet. And I yeah. was like, Better Half, one of the shows of the year, great play, great music. And then a few days later, it's just like, fuck, here you go. Yep. So the EP is called One Day You Won't Wake Up. Uh, they've dropped a single, Haunt, which is awesome. Banger. Yeah, so good. Banger. And it's reignited your love, or your love, it's reignited your curiosity around Basement. Yes. Yeah. How are you finding that? Pretty good. Um, I've listened to Color Me Kindness a few more times. And, yeah, just kind of resonating with it a little bit. I'll give it a couple more days I'll probably dig in tomorrow again I think those records because you only listened to the first one right yeah that's probably got the most punk elements to it I think out of the three out of the four yeah 
Whereas I think there are these ones have a bit more of that indie rock post hardcore kind of vibe. So. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm <clears throat> coming around to that, that kind of sound a little bit, the older that I get. Yeah. A few, a few singles, uh, Keepsake, finally, first single with their new vocalist, which I'm absolutely stoked to hear. Yeah. And uh, Agony. Ooh. Fuck, it's good. Yeah, really that, good. That is like just tip, oh, chef's kiss of a melodic hardcore, melodic metalcore-y kind of sound. Yeah. Just fucking so good, man. That vocalist is just off his chops. Yeah. He's, if you guys haven't seen him, if just... Find a keepsake show. Make sure, yeah, just make sure you go out and see him because it's just worth seeing him. Just absolutely send it. Well, just think about it. They're actually playing the Bloom and Better Half show in Sydney, so that's going to be oh. like, yeah, that's going to be really treat. cool. Then the Motion Below, the Motion Below are playing as well. Yep. But I think those three bands, especially, that we talk about them a lot. Some of my favourite music coming out of Australia, and like that's going to be a really sweet show. Mm-hmm. Now we'll go yeah. overseas. Fox Lake dropped their EP, Lake. Fear and Loathing. Um, I mean, they'd, they'd done the Slowly Slowly and released like nearly every song yeah. before the drop. <laughs> uh, six. <laughs> yeah, but um, fuck, it's a good EP. This year has been really dangerous for EPs, I think. Yeah. I can't, t- I can't tell you which of my favorites are. Um, we've spoken about a few on the pod at the start of the year before we took a cheeky break and then even since we're back and... Yeah, this, this EP is no different. Perfect blend of hardcore, fucking bit of hip-hop vibe to it. Yeah. It's a bit of like mosh metal, like fucking throwdown. It's just so good. They pack a lot so in, much good music coming out. They pack a lot into six songs. And I think these um, bands, they're kind of listening to to the fan base. They're, they're wanting... Yeah. The fan base wants EPs. The attention spans aren't there for 45 minute to an hour length and i'm not happy about it i'm not happy about it i'm not happy about it either quite clear i think it's rubbish that these kids man they just fucking their playlists and just listen to an album yeah like ah but anyways i'm sounding like a fucking boomer um yeah they're listening yep they're listening which is good and they're bringing out new music it means you get more more often and just sometimes We'll see. I think uh, I'm just going to skip the next one. Dave, uh, we'll come back to it. But talking about like short releases, Knock Loose, the Upon Lost singles, the fact that they called it the Upon Lost singles, like, fuck. It just it just goes to show that we're moving away from yeah, the EP and the album. Um, but these two tr- two tracks by Knock Loose, I think, are some of my favorite of the year. I'm going to put it in the EP category just for future conversations, Dave, <laughs> that we might have. Yep. Um, I'm fine but with that. these songs slapped. The film clip was fun too. Oh, chaotic. Shit going on everywhere. They're they're killing it right now. Like, where do they play recently? Barangaroo? No. Bonnaroo? Fuck, I don't... I'm not sure. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, they're killing it. Great, great two tracks. Yeah. And they're a companion to the previous EP, aren't they? Well, our friend Chuck made a... um, made the comment because the naming conventions are quite similar mm-hmm. and the themes behind the naming of the track. So maybe, uh, I haven't listened to them back to back yet, so we'll see, but it'd be pretty cool. Cause I think their EP is probably still my favorite work they've done. So me too. That's the only thing I can really listen to from them. Just, yeah, let's see. Yeah. Um, and the last one I just wanted to call out before we get on to some other spicy stuff, 
just the alt alt released a record through Resist, um, Abeyance, and that's a really good album. I don't know if you listen to it much because I know you've been on holiday, Dave, but it's fucking really good. The only thing I know about alt is that there's a full stop in their name. That is it. Thanks, Dave. Added a lot of value to the podcast right now. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Great band. Great band. Um, yeah, go listen to it. Yeah. Don't listen to Dave. Hey, I didn't say it was I mean, bad. Do, do Dave. They do have a full stop in their name. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're looking them up, make sure you put the full stop there. All right, let's move on. Where are we at? <laughs> We're up to pickups. Oh, I've gotten a lot of pickups. Okay. Have you gotten much lately? Um, just what we basically what I got home to. So um, I'll kick it off. I got the Somehow Trouble Slow Dance Hallucination. They came out pretty sweet. Yeah. Sounds really good. So I got one of those two, actually. It's really fucking nice. Yeah. And they... Not Hallucination, but good, good, good yeah. press. That whole, all the, all the runs that we've seen come out so far have been pretty impressive by uh, Stiff Cut. Yeah. So um, the next one I got is another Stiff Cut. I got this on the Rebalance, which was Stepson's The Beautiful Life. Lie. Yeah, nice. So I got the hallucination of that. Um, that's really cool. I just love the the way the golds pop in these presses that they, they're putting out. So, yeah, just look looks really nice. Yeah, look really deep. Um, I got finally... 16, 17 months, I think it took. But I finally got the Touche Moray Circus Survive split. I can't wait to get my purple copy of that, dude. It's such, such a nice press. Yeah. Hopefully there's <laughs> lots of blue in it for you. <laughs> um, also got um, Cherish's Project XOXO EP on tape with their zine. Nice. Um, they're sick. Yeah. Awesome. Melbourne, Sydney hardcore bit of blend of both i think they're mm. and i uh, got ends splitter splinters from an ever-changing face um, yeah no, nice variant too that, mm. that swampy green looking smash thing. yeah um smash. yeah so few things coming in but yeah it's slowing down for sure i'm not going to go through all my pickups because a lot of these are things that i'd had sitting in melbourne for me for a long time yep um, but I think the biggest thing I've gotten recently, and I want to thank Aram for trading um, for this. Um, always like when a trade can can happen. Uh, I think it helps both parties yeah. um, from a financial point of view. But I finally got my hands on the Hope EP test press by Dream on Dreamer. Ooh, yeah. So really special one for me. I know you sold me the blue when before we even met. Webby, another friend of the pod, um, sold me his white one. And now Aram, also friend of the pod, um, yeah, traded me this. So I've got the VC of hope. Um, I only really need two records to finish the whole VC, including public tests. Um, cause their tests haven't been made available for their last two albums, mm-hmm. but yeah, really happy with that one. And just a few other ones I'll call out like nothing, like nothing too special, but I got, um, a copy of don't you fake it by the red jumpsuit apparatus, the splatter. Um, picked that one up recently, picked up the La La Land soundtrack. Um, just really, I really dig that movie and I really like that soundtrack. So finally got a copy of that. Got Actual Life um, 3 by Fred again, um, which was really good. And then um, another pop record. I'm going to talk a bit about pop, but um, Troy Savan's Blue Neighborhood. Uh, it's a pop record from maybe 2014 or 15. 
it's just yeah it was one of my favorite pop records at the time and i finally got a copy of that so nice yeah just a few a few ones a few cheeky ones i don't really have too much more coming in oh fuck except today i got um the trophy eyes pre-order mm-hmm. and i did get uh the casey box set but it's a bit fucked so i don't want to talk about it because it's making me sad <laughs> but um that's a <laughs> um watch this space because look maybe i'll be able to salvage it but yeah i'm not too sure Mm, rough not too sure but what do you do no 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 kids don't fucking pack records when you've got plaster on the box in the box dusty ass in the box fucking dusty ass like anyways we'll see that's like that will piss me off is that's a bit of a grail yeah fuck we're on the pot i can't talk about this here (laughs) no but um yeah lesson learned if you're packing a record if even it's a 20 dollar record or if it's a box, use some use some bubble wrap. Use a fucking proper box, a like proper box. Records, bro. Yeah. Anyways, or yeah, reach out so someone can send you a box because the, yeah, you don't yeah. Anyways, anyways, this is a, this is an uplifting pod, Dave. It's good to have you back. We've we've spoken a lot of shit in the last what 30, 40 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we're. Before we get to it, let's uh, play the intro and we'll uh, we'll touch base on the other side. What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. <laughs> you almost had me? You never had me. You never had your car. Welcome to this week's Fast Five, but we're also going to be merging this with our new feature album segment. Yeah. So we spoke at the start of the, and we're really excited about this. We spoke at the start of the year two that we're going to try and mix it up. We're not going to talk about, we're going to do band episodes. We're not going to do feature albums every week, but about a month ago, Dave and I talked about, okay, what is a good first feature album we can do? We'll listen to that album in depth for the next month. And then we'll talk about it on the pod. Um, talk a bit of history like we used to, because we do like doing that shit. Yeah. I think that was what we originally like really liked to do. And then we'll finish it up with the fast five of that album. So, um, Three days ago from release of this episode on the 24th, um, 20 years ago, a little band, um, Motion City Soundtrack, released their debut album, I Am The Movie. And uh, we thought today, let's let's talk about it. 20 years, Dave. 20 years. I can still remember when I first heard Motion City Soundtrack. Yeah. Where were you? I was, it was a Thursday night. I was, I was in year 10 and we used to listen to Sin FM. I'm not sure. Yep. Uh, if people in Melbourne, it's like a it used to be university radio, and they used to have like a similar show to Short, Fast, Loud on a Thursday night, and they used to do nice. requests, and we used to text in requests and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, uh, my favorite accident came on, and me and a mate used to listen to it religiously, and he messaged me instantly. Like, 30 seconds into the song, he's like, are you listening to this? I'm like, fuck yeah. So we just went backwards and forwards, like, had to find out everything we could about the band. The next week, went out and tracked down the CD, went to JB yeah. and, and, like, just just flogged it, absolutely flogged it. Yeah. What about you? So I, it's funny, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, but there's almost, like, in our friendship group, there's three of us that really like Motion City Soundtrack and we almost are from three different like eras of yeah. Motion City Soundtrack. 
I'm being a fucking baby, um, came from the Even If It Kills Me era of Motion City soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing I listened to. And I remember being, it was the first year of high school for me in 2007. And me and me and my best friend at the time, we like were into like My Chem, Panic, all those like, you know, the used, Urban Dub, all these fucking weird bands. And we used to spend a lot of our time, just like everyone else on MySpace. Um, I'm not sure if you ever remember Pure Noise. The... You remember it's like it was like a it was like a MySpace music sharing website. Oh, I don't think so. Pure noise? No, pure pure download, pure fucking something. Anyway, so I'm like, we're on there and we're downloading all this shit that's like, oh, this is like sounds like this, so we download it and all this stuff. And oh, then yep, yep, yep. we got through and you know, me being the fucking real sad boy that I am, the conversation came up in a playlist from that record, which is like the really slow piano kind of mid to late album uh track. And um, it just got me. And I was like, this guy's voice is unreal. Downloaded that album, loved it, and then went back and loved all the other stuff beforehand as well. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, didn't really love anything that came after. <laughs> no, I think I but, fell off. I may have tr- listened to My Dinosaur Life a couple of times. I think I did get to go. Yeah, I think I did get to go because they were here in 2010 for Soundwave or 2011 in Soundwave and gearing up, listened to that album a lot. But Go was probably when I completely dropped off. Yeah. It's sad, but like they started off with a bang. It, was, it wasn't going to last forever, I think. No. Um, but yeah, it just feels weird, like 20 years old. And I, I was writing like a few notes before this, and I'm thinking, Motion City soundtrack are old, but then I'm thinking, maybe it's us that are old. Well, I think they're pretty <laughs> well, we're old. We're not old. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that old. But we've aged with the no. band, like with a lot of these bands we find when we're in high school and yeah. kind of grow up with them. <clears throat> yeah. So what um, what kind of influence have they had on, on you, like musically in, in your taste? I think is they, they were an interesting band for me because as I was listening to a lot of MySpace music, like things like that that were coming out in the 2000s, and I like Mike M always a band that I loved, Fallout Boy, the Paramours, all that, but they're kind of the gateway bands, right? And mm-hmm. the bands that you fall in love with, nostalgia kicks and all that. And I was getting into heavier music and then this band came out and I think they were so like his voice just had like a a a, a twang or fucking yeah. he just had that kind of not whiny, but he had that kind of comical vocal like style, right? Yeah. And I think for me, kind of, that was the band. They were one of the bands that kind of helped me keep a balance between the music I was listening to. Yeah. Because um, there was obviously bands like Four Boy and, and Mike M and The Used and, you know, that I would listen to a lot that were clean vocals, but they also kind of bridged the gap of heavier stuff at times. Mm-hmm. Whereas this band was pretty much like, they weren't a pop punk band. They weren't a post hardcore band. They weren't a screamo band. There was some just alternative fucking in the middle band for me. Yeah. And vocally, they kind of helped bridge the gap of what I listened to. So it wasn't too heavy. It wasn't too soft. It was just... Yeah, does that make sense? Am I talking shit? No, no. It's, yeah, it definitely falls in between those two. And yeah. like, the, there are some some parts of songs and sections of songs where you could see like a bit of like a hardcore or punk-sided influence. But a lot of it... Especially is, early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like parts of like I think it's like Capital H or um, like the Future yeah. Freaks Me Out. There's like lots of drum parts that kind of pick that yeah. up, and guitar like little slides and solos and stuff like that. 
But it's like that, you know, I, I don't know what it's, it's not like the synth, but you know, they have that kind of comical synthy kind of yeah. to their tracks. And then his vocals paired with those, like, like you said, punk and hardcore like elements to their tracks. It's just well balanced. Yeah. And they were just fun. And I, I think they're, they're, I mean, this was an incredible debut record in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Well, what did they mean to you? They were the first what band. What did they have on you? Yeah. They were the first band that I remember having like, full use of like keyboards in them. So yeah. like, the mate I, who we were, I was texting with when this song went up, went on was like, he went and bought a keyboard. He's like, I'm going to play keyboard now. Bought okay. <laughs> like it, it didn't really go anywhere, but it was like that interest for him. It's like, because yeah. after that came like two years later, we saw them on the commit this to memory tour. They had Emery on yeah. supporting and they had a guy who played like, five or six parts in in the whole set and the rest of the time he was just headbanging doing handstands on his keyboard and stuff and That's then it. like after that into shikari came along which is like similar not just keyboard but synth stuff but and then like yeah. house hurricane so it kind of kicked off that interest in that synth yeah. in in music for us and it was just something that was so goddamn hooky like every oh, it, was, it, was, it was kind of gimmicky, but yeah. I was just talking to Matt on this road trip down, and I'm like, how cool would it be if we just did like House vs. Hurricane, um, Sienna Skies, Old Dream One Dreamer, all these old bands that you synth, yeah. just come back for like a fucking night and just play those songs? Like, I think, yeah, yeah, that was such a good time, and I think this band embodies that so well. Mm. And the other big thing, like, those, the song to Epitaph, yeah, which is so right field for Epitaph, so like. You're up against Pennywise, Bad Religion, um, yeah, Rancid, Dropkick Murphys, like yeah, just straight up California punk. Like, well, a lot of people were after them, which was pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, and I think I'd never really looked into the history of how this rec- record was made until we were prepping for this episode. Mm-hmm. And did you read much about like the 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 early days of it? Not really, no. So, I mean, it's really wild. So, this actually was um so they were a band for five years before they recorded the first cut of this record right so they started in 97 2003 this came out but in 2002 the year before they actually recorded for 10 days like a demo of it Mm -hmm. but they didn't have much money and what they actually did in the recording process was they couldn't even track the vocals for everything so what they did if a song had a chorus they would literally copy that fucking track and put it at the and I, I maybe that's common and maybe I'm naive for not knowing that, but I've never heard of anything like that before. Yeah. So, so yeah. So this, this, this happened, when did it fucking happen? I had it up here. February of 22, right? Yeah. 2002. And then what they did instead, like it's such a different time. They didn't even use CD or they did use CDs, but they packaged them within floppy disks. Yeah. And then they gave them out at shows. And apparently they sold like 3000 copies of this record of this album that was in a floppy disk. <laughs> and then their, their bassist left. They got another bassist in. They got a bit more money from touring. And then they went and recorded the album again to what we know today. Yeah. It's clean. But I just thought that was a cool, that was a cool story. Yeah. It's, it's um like, it's one of the cleanest debuts. Like, it's just slick. Like- well, and that was my thing, right? So apparently a heap of labels were chasing them. They ended up signing with Epitaph, mm-hmm. but... I think I was going back to the Jeremy conversation where an album has multiple life cycles, right? Yeah. 
And it's like when they're writing the album, when they're recording it, and when they're playing it live. But this band got to re-record their record again, yeah. like a year and a half later. So although it's a debut album, it's almost like it's, it's not a, a debut album. Because they've done that work already, yeah. They, they, they'd written the songs, they did a demo, or they did the CDs, they knew it at the time. Yep. But didn't release on a label or officially until a year and a half later, which I'm like, fuck. So they actually had this time to refine the songs to get better. No wonder they sound so tight. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, I, I thought that was a really cool story and uh, yeah, it blew my mind. <laughs> so where does this album rank for you in like the pop punk echelon? It probably doesn't even make my ranks, to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. And that is a no no disrespect to the album. I, I do really respect this as a debut album, and I do think it's fantastic. I do think if we're ranking best first albums, this would be in a list somewhere, right? Like, I'd have yeah. to consider this as a best first album in some ways. When I think about the time it came out, like the era, what they ended up doing, like impact and all that shit, like, I think I would have to consider it in a list in some capacity. Yeah. But honestly, it's like I said, I'm an even if it kills me era Motion City soundtrack kid. Yeah. And uh, out of the big three that I deem their big three, their first three albums, this would be the third. Yeah. What about you? Um, in terms of their discography, it's probably my favorite by yeah. them. And mainly for nostalgia, I can sing through the whole thing. But like, it could be commit this to memory as well. It could be number one. Um, like yeah. they would be pretty even then, even if it kills me is number three. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's in my like top 25 albums. I'm just having a look. Oh God, no. I don't think so. Well, maybe not for me, but maybe for, not for you. Yeah, not for me either, but it is one of those ones that's like, it was formative, um, yeah. formative in that time. And in the pop punk ranks, yeah, that's a tough one. I reckon it'd be top fifteen, but I'd have to. I haven't even listened to that. That's for me, like my preferences. Yeah, top fifteen for sure. Um, but yeah, really great start for them. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I'd have to reconsider my other list, but yeah, I think I don't think it's it's not even my second favorite Motion City soundtrack record. So, I, like I said, I'd consider mm-hmm. it for a debut, but nothing else. I don't. I don't think it takes the chocolates, but. Not to say it isn't great, and I do still listen to some of these songs quite a lot when I go back to this band. Mm-hmm. It's never an album I'll just put on and play in full until a month ago, which I'm kind of glad I did because I changed some opinions on a few songs. Yeah. So, yeah. Changed some Spicy. Opinions. Yeah. Do Maybe th- we should do this like more often. I like talking about the, these albums in depth. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, 2003 is a huge year. We could cover some absolute whoppers. Yeah, well, I'm sure this is quite topical. The album's anniversary was three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what else is coming out. Maybe we can cover it for our next feature album. Mm-hmm. Let's hit the Fast Five. Fast Five. Do you want to kick off? I mean, I feel like this is your, your baby. So yeah. What do you got for me? Okay, number five is Mary Without Sound. Yeah. Number four, Autographs and Apologies. Right. Number three is My Favourite Accident. Yep. Two, A-OK. Yep. And number one is Indoor Living. Look at you. Deep cuts only for my guy, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. It's like, 
just yeah, hits all those fields. I'd, I'd, look, I had a few deep cuts in here, so I'll, I'll whip out mine. Yeah, uh, my my ranking that is. <laughs> <laughs> so um, number five, perfect teeth. Mm-hmm. Number four, and this arguably could have been my third. This is a tie, but number four, uh, modern chemistry. Okay. Number three, A-OK. Okay. I mean, it's a classic. It's got to be yeah. there. Number two, capital H. Yep. Yeah. And then number one, the OG, the future freaks me out. i got to be a normie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I think what I like about all these songs is that except for capital H and even modern chemistry is a little bit of it. They're all pretty soft yeah. in the grand scheme of the album. So I think this there, like the vocals drive it for me, the bit of the synth, the piano. Yeah. Um, Huh. Nice. We didn't have we had one crossover. How about that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Um, yeah, I didn't. Well, I didn't think you'd leave out my favorite accident. But hey, look, I thought about it, but um, yeah, I just don't think it's in my top five. That's fine. There's a lot of songs. I don't think on it ever was. It's like fifteen songs. There's a lot of fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it ever was my favorite. I think it's ones I listened to because of playlists and things back in the day, yeah. but. I think when I, as I was listening back, I was like, you know what? These songs, I just found myself singing along to them again. Yeah. And I had just, that was a feeling that I hadn't had with the, with any of the, many of the other tracks. So yeah. no, that's fine. It's a great list. Like if it was me, I'd have all of them in there. There's not many skips on there. Um, or no skips. I don't think. Yeah. Very, very good <laughs> album. Very good album. Should we, should we close on AOK? Yeah. After after we close off, yeah. let's fucking put it in there. <laughs> Let the people fucking give them what they want. Give if the only crossover song we had, that's, this was a good fast five, no crossover. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we'll have a little bit of this going forward, I think. I think we're drifting apart in our little musical tastes a little bit. Why do you think that is? I think we're just different stuff's happening. Like we just... Gravitating to different things, speaking to different people, just yeah. enjoying what we want to enjoy as well. Fair enough. I don't think yeah, it's, I, I don't think there's that much epic music coming out this year so far. So I think there's a couple of things that we're liking a lot more separately. But yeah. where last year we were like giving each other suggestions, maybe two, three times a week. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. Still I guess we're busy with life as well. Yeah. I'm finding it really hard to listen to a lot more music this year. I think when I find something that I love, I, I smash it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Fuck, this was fun. Yeah. Dave, you're back. It's been, it was good I'm to back. have you back. Felt like I could actually catch my breath <laughs> in between saying things. Wow. Last time I felt like I was like, fucking need some oxygen or something. <laughs> well, I'm glad the real host is back and we've got the real oh, co-host please. back. on the chat right now i've got the real host and you're big dave so (laughs) you fucking did that to yourself yeah well you can't change it once you're in but it's fine Uh, yeah (laughs) jesus (laughs) (laughs) thanks everyone for listening so far uh please don't forget to follow subscribe and leave a review and rating on spotify and apple podcast Helps the show a lot. Um, really like seeing the demographics that are coming through. Those stats are yeah. really cool. Um, thank you. Reach out. If you guys want to be a guest, do a mixtape, have a suggestion for a Fast Five or a feature album, 
Uh, we'll put yeah. a bit of a poll in the uh, in the society. Um, but you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at press.con.pod on both platforms. And we've also launched the uh, Press Conference Society. You would have heard us talk about it quite a lot. Uh, it's a group on Facebook. Uh, please go and join uh, join that page. Get involved in the combo. Trying to get as much early mail in the episode for episodes as possible, but sometimes it's just a bit of banter. I'm trying not to make it my personal Twitter feed, so please go and uh, go <laughs> um, stop me from doing that. Um, and as always, we love the feedback and convos generated, right? So um, we want to hear from you. Hit us up separately. Hit us up on the PressCon page, like wherever you want. Let us know. Um, we absolutely love hearing from you about it. So, yeah. You know, I think um, next episode, I can't fucking wait, Dave. Oh, man, it's going to be huge. Uh, big things coming, as we keep saying. But yep, that's uh, it. we're going to have a lot of fun with the next one. All right. I'll see you then. Thanks, everyone. Hey, guys. Bye. This time I thought I listened And the story goes I am the same Without medicine I can't pretend it never